What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mojo50.com. Triggering change. One heartbeat at a time. Battle for freedom. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm your host. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prenier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiverr Radio. I appreciate every last one of you as we get into another broadcast of Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiverr Radio. Uh, you know, one of the things really cool about this as we get into this broadcast, um, I'm excited. It's a whole new week, and let's have fun. If you want to interact, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Battle for Freedom. I see Lep is there. Uh, thank you for leaving. Uh, he's part of the he's part of the crew of Mojo Fiber Radio. You can catch him on Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ain't You a Peach. Starts off the show with a little bit of this. <laughs> he rings you in and you have fun checking him out. Uh, Ain't You a Peach, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to know the other shows available to you, uh, mojo50.com forward slash schedule, schedule, however way you pronounce it. Uh, as well as you there, click the shop button, click the donate button, click the join button, have fun with Bojo Five or Radio. Uh, if you want to, I don't have a cup with me, but American Pride Roses Coffee, historically great coffee and the official coffee of Mojo Fiber Radio. I highly encourage you, if you have a love for Java, if you have a love for the Java beans, not the fava beans from Silence of the Lands, but the Java beans, check out American Pride Roses Coffee. You can't go wrong. Also, Anthony Macchiotti. When you feel the urge to pop all those pills that you got from your physician, uh, pop tunes instead with some biofeedback therapy from Anthony Macchiotti and New Life Holistic, and you can't go wrong. You know, uh, today we're going to talk about transcendental hurditation. <laughs> I love making up words. <laughs> and this is a word that does not exist, but transcendental uh, hurditation. If you want to interact, facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom. Or you can go to rumble.com forward slash battle for freedom and leave a message. Rumble.com is where you go to when you don't want to use Facebook or you don't want to deal with, um, if you get, actually, if you get to Facebook jail a lot, Rumble's probably your easier route uh, to deal with that and not worry about that. So we're talking about transcendental hereditation, remote indignation syndrome. So we're going to be dealing with a lot of different things about how easily people get triggered. And uh, I mean, I'm just working through a lot of different things here uh, as I deal and interact with a lot of people who appear to be hurt and have maybe experienced things in their past. 
And unfortunately, as a result of their past experiences, that's if they're verifiable or verified past experiences, they carry a lot of hurt with them. And, um, you know, I can understand the people who go through the pain. And yes, as Christians, as believers, we're, and as just humans, we should be empathetic uh, for people who go through challenges and everything like that. But we've taken it to a whole nother level. Uh, we've taken empathy to a whole nother level. And I want to talk about that. Uh, I want to have a discussion with that. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we work our way through this. Transcendental heritation, it's a play on words uh, before becoming a believer. One of the last things I was involved with uh, before um, transferring and following Christ was the idea of transcendental meditation, having an out-of-body experience. And I believe that one of the things that we see here with respect to this this discussion that we're going to have today is the idea that I believe that there's a lot of out-of-body experiences people are having from an empathic or an over or an excessive empathic degree. And we're going to discuss that. There's a couple of passages that maybe many of you will get on me about of saying, well, we're supposed to be caring about others. And I agree with you. I'll even show you the Bible passages that cover this. Uh, let's see. That's the wrong window. But I want to go over to this one here and hit this button And we're going to look at a couple of passages here. Isaiah 117 and Deuteronomy 1018. Get your pens out. Uh, get your pens out and ha- paper and let's start working our way through these. Isaiah 117 says, learn, it says, learn to do good uh, and learn to do good. Seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. And then and generally there's a theme from the Old Testament is to take care of the fatherless and the widow. For those who literally, they're the father, uh, the husband, was the breadwinner for the family. And if he's gone, families are in a lot of trouble. There's a lot to be concerned about because there's no one there, not like the story of Ruth, where Boaz was the kinsman redeemer for Ruth. There are a lot of people who are out there, and it's not something that's orchestrated and generated by society, not by government institutions that decide to break up families. These are just certain things that have certain things that happen in life. And so God calls us to rise up to the occasion to help the widow, help the fatherless, not the ones created by our society, but just created by out of normal circumstance, death. That's something that, you know, normally doesn't come to pass. But a lot of the children and a lot of kids, a lot of the widows that, I wouldn't say widows, but I would say probably the fatherless that we see in our country right now is by by intention, by society that rewards women to keep the men out of the house, by society that basically says to the men that you don't have the, you don't have to worry about it. We'll imprison you if you don't pay your child support. But at the end of the day, we don't want you in the house because we want the woman to feel more powerful and in control and use the government as a weapon of mass destruction when you get on her nerves. That's, I guess, I'm sorry, I'm bringing up some other nonsense uh, that we don't have to talk about. We can talk about that another day. But we're in this particular point right now because of the fact that we want to protect the fatherless widows. Let's get back to what the scripture says. 
So I believe that it is a noble cause that we help the widow and we help the fatherless. But then we turn this from just being biblical into turning it to being social. It becomes a bigger ministry, honestly, helping the widow, helping the fatherless, helping the hungry becomes a bigger ministry than actually giving the word of God and helping people know that their first greatest need is a spiritual reconstruction of their lives. And that reconstruction begins in being rooted in God through what Christ has done for us on the cross. But for some strange reason, this language has become such a great offense that people don't want to have that discussion. For some strange reason, it seems so far and it seems offensive. And because the transcendental hurtation puts so much emphasis on the pain of the widow, pain on the, uh, the orphan, pain on the hungry, rather than actually looking at the bigger, more serious need that needs to take place. So again, transcendental hurtation is, uh, and remote indignation syndrome is something that is actually perpetuated in society because it, it, um, it gives people purpose because <laughs> telling them about Jesus is just so plain and so passe and so yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as we sit here, we watch this and we have this discussion, you know, the idea of seeking to correct oppression. Yeah. Fight, fight, fight the power. Dun, dun. Fight the power. <laughs> Whatever. And I want to look at the second uh, passage. Because this is another one where we take it to an extreme. Uh, Deuteronomy ten eighteen, He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. And this is the part about it that is really interesting because in other translations, it will call the sojourner the it'll call the sojourner the alien. And so we'll look at this as, uh, <laughs> yes, down with the bad left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is the other translations will say aliens so we think that these are border crossers so what we do is we go out of our way to help the alien we go out of our way and and here's the problem about because as early as i said this idea of we get into this superhero complex that we want to constantly help we turn around and we create our systems create more widows. Our systems create more off orphans. Our systems create more aliens. Uh, I don't have the book with me right now, the DVD with me right now, but uh, um, let's see, Poverty Incorporated. It's a great documentary of NGOs and systems that they need people to be poor. They need to be people to be in need so that they have purpose. And they will turn around and destroy economies in other countries just because they want to help. I've expressed to you about the story about you had a business in Haiti where they were creating solar panel lamps to light the streets. $500 a piece in Haiti. Businesses were successful. People were making money. It was a wonderful experience. And unfortunately, churches came in and started giving away these things for free. Killing the business. United States flooded Haiti with rice. Killed their rice agricultural industry. But we were trying to help them. They're hungry. They're starving. The big belly babies on TV from the 80s. Right? 
And so what do we do is we continue to make them believe that they're in pain. A good friend listened to the show, showed me a guy that I really enjoy. If you catch him on YouTube, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lighter complexioned, Caucasianly challenged gentleman just like me with a huge afro from England. And he's part of the Church of England. His name is Calvin Johnson, I believe. Very, very articulate man. Um, really enjoy listening to him. And it's funny because of the fact that you've got white liberal women or white liberals in the media and in the church in England telling him he's he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a minority trying to help minorities and help people just know God better. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The liberals are correcting him. Even here in America, if you are a conservative, if you are a conservative person, BIPOC, if that's the proper term, if you dare share the truth, you're in Uncle Tom. See the Uncle Tom DVDs one and two. I highly recommend UncleTom.com. But if you turn around and you try to actually help people, encourage people, lift them up out of the misery and the and and out of the darkness, you are now unintelligent and unable to recognize the plight of the very people you represent. <laughs> because of the fact that, and here's the reason why, a long beat around the bush. This is another thing that hit me last week as I was looking at this and trying to consider as it hit me finally, we turn around and we are so enamored in being self-congratulatory when we give a man a fish to eat that we will kill the people trying to teach a man how to fish. This is postmodern Christianity. We will kill the person trying to teach a man how to fish because of the fact that we want to continue feeding them. I mean, there, you know, we talk about uh, helicopter parents, hovering parents and everything like that. We talk about the parents who can't cut the umbilical cord. There is this giving umbilical cord that happens in many ministries and NGOs because of the fact that if you take away, kind of like we recognize with the government, if you make the people more self-reliant, there's no longer a need nor a purpose for that organization no need no longer a need for the government if people are self-reliant and they don't need the government if you turn around and you make people in haiti self-reliant then they no longer need the ngos flooding into haiti to help these backwater people in a crap hole country so what we have to do is we have to keep them in pain. We have to keep them hurting because of the fact that it makes us feel good. We love patting ourselves on the back. We love celebrating how great and how awesome we are. It was, it was in our um, devotion last night with the girls. And we were reading in the Gospels about the whole idea where it says, Jesus says, don't let that don't let your right hand see what your left hand is doing. But if you look at most ministries nowadays, they're broadcasting all their goodness and all their kindness. They're letting everybody in the streets know how amazing that they are. I believe the Samaritan purse is a great thing in what they do. But honestly, showing the pictures of the kids getting the gifts I mean, we're excited for the kids, kids knowing Jesus, but I think that a lot of people are using this 
and substituting discipleship, substituting sharing Jesus because they figure if I fit, if I fill a shoebox, I've done my deed for the year. I've done my deed for the decade. I've done the, my deed of the lifetime. And there are people right next to them who don't need a shoebox. They just need a conversation. They just need to hear, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that his one and only begotten son that whoever should believe in him should not perish would have eternal life. But we can't do that because it's it's a lot more work or it's, it, 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 no, it's, it's twistedly easier to put a shoebox in and feed people and help people and bless people on the other side of the world, go to, go to factories where they put these things together than it is to sit down and have a conversation with someone right right in front of you who needs Christ, who doesn't need, who, who's probably hungry, but they, they are spiritually starving. They are on spiritual life support, and all they need is us to pull out a syringe of the word of God and put it in their IV and get them fed, but we don't even want to do that. Shout out to Bob out there in Twitterverse. Appreciate you listening and following. Uh, good morning to you, brother. And uh, again, thank you, uh, Lep, who's saying have have to keep them in victimhood status. Bingo. Bingo. And see, and see, and if you turn around, it's not even just in the aspect of helping, teaching a person how to fish. It's even teaching people to discern ideas and idioms out there that are very dangerous to the growth of a Christian is very dangerous. I saw a thing, um, a lot of friends, they shared this and you know what? I'm glad. It's great when we want to get truth out there, but at what extent? No, I'll save this for another day. I'll I'll save that one for another day because I I don't even want to go there right now. Uh, but I saw a meme that's out there where a teacher lied and deceived students and Christians are spreading it out like it's a good thing. I'm like, but in the lesson, even though it seems like a great lesson, the lesson is deceptive and it's lying to people. It's lying to people. And we'll, we will fight to keep these bad lessons that are out there rather than correct them. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm. I'm going to address this one before we, I have to, I have to address this one because of the fact that it's so downright deceptive and it's so, it's horrible. And just sharing the word of God, sharing the truth for people to recognize that we need to just present the word of God and stop trying to work on the emotions of people, try to stop emotion, try to stop manipulating them with their emotions and just share the truth. Oh my goodness, it's so I don't know why we keep doing this. I saw this the other day. And here's a meme that's going on right now. If you haven't seen this, it's from a site that was posted three years ago on a site, a page on Facebook. Love what love what matters. And it's a story about apples. And I'm going to do this one quickly. Sorry, I'll get back to the program here. Uh, but this is part of the this is part of freeing people 
and not constantly playing on their emotions and let them see the destructive tendencies in the little cute things that we put together, thinking that we're actually helping people and we're debilitating them. So check out this story. Today in one of my classrooms, well, one of my classes, I introduced children, the children to two apples. The children didn't know this, but before the class, I had repeatedly dropped one of the apples on the floor. You couldn't tell that both apples looked perfect. We talked about the apples, and the children described how both apples looked the same. Both were red and were similar in size and looked juicy enough to eat. I picked up the apple that I dropped on the floor and started to tell the children how I disliked the apple. I said I thought it was disgusting, I, that it was a horrible color, and that the stem was too short. And I told them because I didn't like it, I didn't want them to like it either, so they should call it names too. Some children looked at me like I was insane, but we passed the apple around the circle, calling it names. You're a smelly apple. I don't even know why you exist. You've probably got worms inside you, etc. We pulled this poor apple apart. I actually started to feel sorry for the little guy. And when, when we then passed another apple around and started to say kind words to it, you are a lovely apple. Your skin is beautiful. What a beautiful color you are, etc. I then held up both apples and again talked about the similarities and differences. There was no change. Both apples still looked the same. And then I held, uh, I mean, then I cut the apples open. The apple we had been, the apple we had been kind to was clear, fresh, and juicy inside. The apple we said unkind words to was bruised and all mushy inside. I think there was a light bulb moment for the children immediately. They really got it. We saw that the inside of that apple, the bruises, the mush, and the broken bits, it, was, it is what is happening inside every one of us when someone mistreats us with words or actions. And when people are bullied, especially children, they feel horrible inside, and sometimes they don't show or tell others how they are feeling. And if we had to cut open that apple, we would never have known. If we didn't cut open that apple, we had never known how much pain we had caused I shared my own experience of suffering someone's unkind words last week. On the outside, I looked okay. I was smiling, still smiling. But on the inside, someone had caused me a lot of pain with their words, and I was hurting. Unlike an apple, we have the ability to stop this from happening. We can teach children that it's not okay to say unkind things to each other. And we can discuss how it makes each other feel. But we teach our children to stand up for each other and, and to stop any form of bullying, just as the little little one girl did today when she refused to say an un, un, unkind words to the apple. But more and more hurt and damage happens inside if nobody does anything to stop the bullying. Let's create a generation of kind, caring children. The tongue has no bones, but strong enough to break a heart. So be careful with your words. You know, sl slip a little Bible in there for best love stories and listen to our brand new podcasts. <laughs> Hey, Kathy, thanks for being part of the program. <laughs> See, right now it seems like a quaint story, right? But this is a deceptive story. It's a, it's a story based. This is the reason why when I fight against these idioms and these little, quote, cute little phrases that are out there that Christians just pick up and spread out like, like party favors, it's almost like it's almost like you get beads. You get you get you get beads from Mardi Gras for passing out this garbage. 
And I take, I take offense to this because right in the very beginning of this passage, it opens up and everybody ignores the big, the big, huge problem that happens in this. The woman physically or the teacher physically beat the apple and never told the children that the apple was beaten and the children are operating under. This is the reason why we have an overly sensitive society who are believing that the words can cause so much damage, but we don't want to have the conversation of the real damage that's what's happening. This is what's happening in the black community. You saying negative words to me, you saying racism to me, you're saying all these different things that hurt my feelings, but you don't want to talk about the beatdowns that the kids get going to school and from the school, from the gangs, from the black kids that look exactly like them. We don't want to have that conversation. We want to talk about the words. We want to sit here and talk about, we want to sit here and talk about, oh, systemic racism, white privilege. He, he said this thing about me. He hurt my feeling. There's Karens out there driving while black. All these different things that are hurting my feelings. Never experience. And, and, and the, the reason why I get, get here with transcendental hurtation is because of the fact that there are so many young kids who are angry about racism and never experienced it. They heard stories that were passed down for generations from people who actually experienced it and the other people who carried the message, who carried the anger, who carried the frustrations for so long are so hurt and so angry and so frustrated and so ready to fight back and fight the power that they turn around and they don't even have no idea, no true idea of how bad and severe this really is. And I dare say, in the process of doing this, we have hurt so many people. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. A lot of people who are operating in hate, and they never experienced one iota. And if you tell, if I point out of the hypocrisy, I'm a heathen and unloving. Let's go to a break. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. The Daily Mojo with Brad Staggs. The point I, I worry about. And there, Is there a point there in a here somewhere? I was kind of hoping we'd yeah. get to one sooner or later, but... <laughs> Well, I, it's got. You told me I have to do three, two, one, go. What's a, the point? I have to have a conclusion at the end. Good. Well, you're I'm at the end. So go, so get to that conclusion, would you? Because we're waiting. Go and three, two, one, and in summation, go. Um, we start polarizing and isolating people. And, and furthermore, with us. at the end of the day. If you can't beat them, join them. Every dog has its day. Easy come, easy go. For more of the political ramblings. Is ramblings too generous? I don't know. Maybe it's rambling is good. Yeah, okay, rambling. Weekdays, 8 Eastern, Mojo 5 
Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. This is an important reminder. Don't miss this week's exciting shows with Erskine right here. We've got some very special guests and revealing topics this weekend. So make a note, mark your calendar, text yourself. Join me here for Erskine this weekend. You'll hate yourself Monday if you miss us. Triggering change, one heartbeat at a time. Battle for freedom. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prenier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio, and I appreciate every last one of you as we we continue to talk about this thing. You know, come, before going to the break, uh, we were having the discussion where there was a concern about um, there was concern about this, just the whole issue of this uh, article that was going out there, and I was telling people about how it was a bruised apple and the transcendental hurditation. The reason why I talk about the whole idea of remote indignation syndrome is a lot of people have jumped onto this. They've jumped onto this this meme, and they're sharing this this seemingly beautiful story that's out there, but no one wants to have the real discussions. What's tearing apart the 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 the, uh, the families? What's doing the destruction to these communities? Even the even even former President Barack Obama said that there was a problem. There was a lack of. There was lack of fathers in the household, but we've decided to make make certain that white supremacy is the issue that's threatening black communities. We won't talk about we don't. There's a video footage. There's video footage in 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 uh, Florida. A black kid, eighth grader, sitting on the floor being attacked. I'll, I'll show you the video tomorrow. Black kid in school being attacked by multiple black kids, kicked, stomped. Beaten on the ground, not one teacher rises up to say anything. But whatever that black kid will go home, still believing that it's white America trying to kill him, that it's systemic racism trying to kill him. It's the man holding him back. It wasn't the man who put their foot on him. It wasn't the man who stopped them. It was people who looked exactly like him. But transcendental hurtation will keep him thinking and and festering and and brewing brewing. On, on the plight of black America because of white people. It's, 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 mm, it's so frustrating because so many people could believe in freer lives right now. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of black people that I know who are angry. And I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, you are so angry about racism that you don't even see the very racism that's in you right now. And you use this, your transcendental hurditation as a reason to hold on to that, that bitterness, that anger, that unchristlike character. You have the nerve? Blessed by God. I'm, I'm serious. There may be instances where whites are favored in this country, but here's the problem on this whole issue of systemic racism and white privilege and everything like that. Here's the problem with that. 
is that people are operating under the premise. And then I know a lot of blacks who are successful, who are blessed by God, making six figure salaries and more. And they're still arguing about white supremacy. They're still using the language about how white people are, uh, are just more advantaged and better advantaged than, than blacks. Operating as if though it is a fact. They operate as a fact, not even a theory. It moved, it moved from, uh, uh, what, what's the word, hypothesis? It jumped from hypothesis. It, it literally is a hypothesis, but it functions as fact. Greater than theory, as fact. As not as a fact, as law, that that we have white supremacy, we have white privilege, we have we have all these things where blacks can't succeed functioning as though it's the law of the land. And we go out of our way. We put more energy and stock in pushing the narrative of white supremacy and white privilege more than we push the message that Jesus died on the cross for us. See, you don't want to hear it. But ask yourselves, do the, do the introspection, do the personal inventory. In the last year, last five years, ask yourself how many times you went there of blaming the man. You, you don't even probably even recognize how many times you talk about the man taking over and ruining the plight and lives of black people. And ask yourselves, how many times did you say and share Jesus in that same time period? How many times did you disciple people? How many times did you teach them that, you know what, no matter what's happening in the world, God is still in control. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who is in Congress or in the Senate. God is still in control. And so those so whites have more than you. This isn't this is not your permanent stay. Why are we fighting so hard to have something here rather than celebrating what we could have? In heaven, or what we do have in heaven, provided by Christ. Transcendental hereditation. If I keep people angry, if I keep them frustrated, if I keep them bitter, they'll never appreciate what Christ has done on the cross for them. That's the reason why when I speak up, that's the reason why Battle for Freedom fights for us to be freed. All of us, regardless of your color, regardless of your gender regardless of your political affiliation, to be free. Free ourselves from these ideologies, these idioms, these idioms that brings idiots. Instead of clear-thinking individuals to rise out of this muck and mire. And, and, and but, but you turn around and you try and free people? from Because I know that there'll be people attacking me because I went against, I went against the apple beam. I went against the beautiful apple story. It's a straight-up lie. It's a straight up lie. But it sounded good. It's a great story. So you remember, you remember this, you remember the the idiom we used to use a long time ago? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> Cause we taught people to have thick skin. Now we have teach them to have thin spirits. Their 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 border, their wall, their protection. Who's the spirit of God? That the, the shield of faith that protects them against the the arrows of the enemy. Drop that and embrace embrace your fears, embrace your tears. That is the new message. That's postmodern Christianity. 
Live in fear. Live in the pain. Embrace the pain. Live the pain. Feel the pain. You are the pain. Transcendental hurtitation. Transcendental hurtitation. Not meditation. Well, they're meditating on the hurt. And they're living on the hurt. They don't want to be delivered. And that's the reason why I am so disturbed by this. That's the reason why I'm vehemently against bad doctrine. That is the that is the reason why I'm against this, because of the fact that lives are being ruined as people are living in pain rather than living in freedom. As Lep said earlier, the, the keeping people victims instead of making people victors. But now I'm the mean guy. You're a mean one, Mr. Watt. <laughs> Or Mr. Twat, whatever you want to call me, I don't care. It's time for the scripture. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When God is present in someone's life, and that we, it's not just God, like Roma Downey Jr. I'm saying that God, he's been there. He saved me. He died for me. He's provided for me. He's been there for me. He's comforted me. The Lord is my rock, my shield, my stronghold, my fortress, the, the stronghold in, in, in whom I, I, I take refuge. The horn of my salvation, Psalm 18.2. Stop, stop quoting Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When you, all you do is want what white people have or what rich people have, what met male people have or what female people have. <sighs> The Lord is my shepherd. I shall want. That's the message of transcendental hereditation. I shall want whatever's going to make me happy. I don't care how unbiblical and how unreasonable it is. I want, I want, give me, give me, mine, 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 mine. And if it means us embracing lies and sharing lies as Christians, and we don't want to be called out, we don't want to be challenged. Do we really want the truth? Yes, Kathy, not to covet is a commandment. Not to covet is a commandment. It's time to stop being the seagulls in Finding Nemo and start being the Christians, the, the saved folk that Christ has called us to be. Satisfied and content. Was it Paul? I, I've learned in all circumstances to be content, to be satisfied. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to the gospel of Nemo. Mine, mine, mine. Transcendental hurtation will leave you in the pain of believing that you're constantly denying what's owed you, not realizing that we are saved and we are given life, given breath, another day to not celebrate us and our success, but celebrate God. But I know I, I know I just I know I just take a whole bunch of people off. <laughs> I think my friends list about the drop and I don't have to do the massage myself. It'll just happen. It'll just happen. Hmm. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. You can hate me anyway. <laughs> I'm going to keep sharing the truth. I'm going to keep sharing the truth. Is it, 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 it looks like a quaint little cute, cute thing that's out there, but it's a lie. It's a deception. She, the, the apple was beaten and presented that the words were what destroyed them. And then you wonder why our society, then you wonder why so many Christians are so easily hurt by words. <sighs> I tell my kids, 
if someone came up to you and insulted you, would it probably be it probably initially sting, but does it make it true? My my ten year old, she she sees sights and she quotes Psalm one thirty nine. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus on the cross in John nineteen thirty says it is finished. What did that mean? That meant that there was no longer a sacrifice needed to try and make reconciliation or try and even dis- to to delay the wrath of God upon man. Jesus says, "I'm the final. I'm the only and final sacrifice that will bring resolution and reconciliation of man back to God." If you ever wanted to know your value, if you ever wanted to know your value, no matter what anybody says, it is in those words. It is finished. It's just the same way that God says, I love you. John 3.16 culminated in those three beautiful words. It is finished. But transcendental hurtation basically says, no, you don't have value. Your skin color, you've not been given this right. You've been denied. Let's focus on your pain. Let's focus on your anger. Let's focus on everything that's been denied you. That's not Bible. That's devilish. The people that keep you in your pain, they're not there to help you. They're devils. They are, I don't care what church they're in. I don't care how pretty the, I don't care how great the music is. People who are keeping you in your pain are not there to help you. They are there to hinder your true healing. And we push this nonsense out here. That's clear up deception. I'm sorry. The woman lied, did not tell the kids that she dropped the apples over and over over again. And she deceived these children into believing that it was the words that destroyed the apple rather than the physical damage that you never saw. And how much did that happen on a daily basis that we never get a chance to see how much damage people are doing in the background and they hide it in cute little stories? They hide it in cute little stories. <sighs> Sorry, that was a major, major, um, oh, that was a major soapbox for me. And now I'm free. I'm free, free falling. <laughs> Oh, let's get let's get to some real stuff that's happening last week. Let's let's get that. Let's get back to there. Let's get back to the show because I'm off track, like uh, off track syndicate that comes on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time <laughs> on Sundays. <laughs> I'm off track there. Uh, Bernie Marcus warns Americans to wake up. Home Depot founder Bernie Marcus warns Americans to wake up after woke Silicon Valley bank goes bust. Because it was more concerned about global warming than than uh, shareholder returns. I mean, I saw something in the news. I was kind of concerned. I'm going to share with my wife because we're concerned about our our banking accounts. And I saw in a news article earlier that our bank, my bank, chose not to bail out SVB. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Leave leave alone. Step away. Step away. Or we pulled our money out of the bank. <laughs> You are not helping that bank out. Leave them alone. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Oh, no. Yes. I'll crack Michael Jackson if it means helping my bank leave that stuff alone. Oh, I mean, you you want to talk about the, the massaging, the lies, the deceptions. These banks. 
have been giving us cute stories of success for so long. And now the real truth, the real, the real evidence of the damages done in the background. And you want you want to know the thing that was dropping these banks funds for so long? <laughs> uh, ESG and other bad policies. They focused on wokeness more than anything else. Look at the articles of the things. They're, they're companies that are dropping their diversity and inclusion programs. They are dropping it faster than Bill Clinton's pants. <laughs> and and it, because they realized that there was no return. They realized that there was no benefit in following this because it wasn't just the monies and the resources and pushed into diversity and inclusion. Here's the thing about it. Here's your diversity and inclusion message, Christians, churches. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We don't need an extra program. We don't need we don't need woke programs in the church. Just do what God says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Diversity and inclusion done. <laughs> done. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, does this mean affirm the neighbor? Because I believe that I believe the transcendental hurtation. This a lot of people again. Whether you're hurt in church, whether you're hurt in society, whether you're hurt in work, I'm not denying your experience of what you went through. But there is too much focus on the pain and not on the delivery. I was watching um, um, Young Sheldon. Very intrigued. I like, uh, you know, I'm I'm a geek, so I wanted to understand the big Big Bang Theory and then watch Young Sheldon. And I'm making it through season five. And sorry, I'm going to give some of the stuff away for those of you who haven't watched it yet. But there's an episode where um, Sheldon's older brother gets a girl who's 12 years older than him pregnant. And the church does a lot of work. I mean, the the TV show does a lot of work to trying to make this, the church folks seem dumb, stupid, uh, and unloving at times. Are there times where there could be Christian people who are unloving in church, outside of church that you run into? I'm not denying the reality of that. But it's so sad that they fixate on trying to push this. And it hit me that I'm not denying the reality that there are people out there who are in the church who are hurtful. But I had to sit there and wonder how many people watched that scene were touched just like me on the unloving nature of the people that were in the show and lived it, experienced the pain of that in the show and translated it to a realism in their life. And they never experienced it before. I mean, it hit me. I was like, I mean, think about this, because we got all these black kids who were angry about racism and they never experienced racism at all. They heard something from Mama Suge. They heard something from other people, but they never experienced the pain and they're angry. And then I looked at this. I'm like, how many people have all this church hurt anger and they never went into a church? They never experienced this. And they probably heard a story from a story from someone else who actually only expressed what they saw in a movie rather than what they really experienced in life. And you got a lot of people who are angry right now from experience that never, ever happened. And everybody has all these campaigns from the 1619 projects to whatever 1619 project to whatever to rehash and rewrite history in a way that keeps people in perpetual anger and pain and frustration. But if you really want to don't don't look at the, the um, don't look at the 1619 project. Here's one I have right now. Um, 
Let's get rid of that window. Um, Bernie wait. He says, wake up. Uh, let's get rid of that one. Here it is American history, black and white. I've told you about this in the past. I'll take the, I have another copy of this. Setting the Record Straight, American History, Black in Black and White by David Barton. Great DVD that sits there. You don't need the 2019 project. Black America, you really want to know how, you want to know how stuff was happening? Y'all sitting and put all your love and, and, and devotion into the Republican Party because you've been deceived. I mean, into the Democrat Party because you've been deceived about Republicans. I'm not saying that they're any better, but the true history shows that it was Republicans, Republicans who sat there and, and, and brought, made blacks available to be citizens, the right to vote, and end slavery. All Republicans. And again, go back to the, the, the Uncle Tom DVDs, one and two. Get, get some history. Don't follow these people who will keep it. Because this DVD, the Uncle Tom series, the goal is to free you. The goal is to free you from these ideologies and these stories that have been nothing but deceptive and keeping you in anger and frustration. Kathy says reality is a blurry line because of noses and phones and tablets. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Because it's quicker to look at a tablet and an electronic device than to open a book. What was that commercial? Reading is fundamental. Riff? <laughs> no, we'll do that. It's too difficult. Transcendental hereditation. We got to stay in the pain. Let's go to another one here. Oh, this one's local, and this one's sad. IU School of Medicine is going extremely woke. I used to I used to work for the Indiana School of Medicine. Now, get this. The Indiana University School of Medicine. Okay? This is, this is where medical students go. I mean, you, I mean, I worked directly for the School of Medicine. I worked with the, the students who they the the tests that they were taking the the courses that they had to go through the the things that we ran on mobile mobile devices <sighs> we're not doing that anymore because what's unfortunate is that now they're getting these kids they they've changed this but now there's a first semester course <sighs> Indiana Indiana University School of Medicine is forcing first-year students to take woke sex and gender gender primer lessons that claim cervical cancer screenings should be offered to, quote-unquote, people, not women, in order to be inclusive. This is a medical school, folks. Here's some of the different things that they're... they're, um, promoting on this thing, and it's it's just downright... It's downright uh, sad and pathetic that it's gone has become this bad. Man, I talk too much. Uh, this says that uh, for sex, mostly a biological construct; gender, mostly social construct. They're saying that most identity with their sex assigned at birth. Recent evidence suggests that there may be a biological basis for gender, prenatal and perpetual pre-birth. Per, Prebirdal sex hormones may play a role in determining gender identity. I'm actually now ashamed to say I worked for the school. I used to work for the school of medicine because it's it's the school. It's the school of lunacy. And you think 
I believe a lot of people left the companies that fixated on being woke. I think a lot of companies, people left these companies focusing, focusing on being woke. And I, now the school industries, if there's another reason for you not to waste your money on colleges, um, I present to you evidence, evidence, C, D, E, F. Lord help us. But this is where we are. This is the school medicine one. Let's move on to the next one. Sorry, running out of time here. Multi-general household. This one's a real sad story because of the fact that, you know what, because we don't want to tell the truth about what's happening with these banks. We don't want to talk about the, you know, people living in a budget and everything like that. Now they're saying that, that uh, who's making dinner record 60 million Americans are now living in multi-generational households. A spiraling cost of living forces retirees, adult children and grandkids to move under one roof. So when we sit here telling you about you need to have a budget. It's not just inflation's out of whack. People don't want to listen to what it means to live under a budget or even get out of debt or anything like that. No, we don't want to listen to that. We just want to continue living and do whatever we want. We don't care if they got the consequences. Let the government continue writing checks for us. Because this this eases my pain if you just constantly give me money to basically massage my ego rather than pull me out of my rear and start living in reality. Well, reality is now about to hit us, baby. And it's going to be three, four, five, six generations living in a household. <sighs> but we don't have that conversation. Sorry. Let's move on. Because I don't want to offend you. <laughs> live, it, live in denial. Let's look at this other one here. Um, yeah. Gun pulled and a man maced in, uh, in the face as neo-Nazis, white live matters protesters, and Proud Boys clash with a rainbow-clad LBGTQ uh, supporters at a family drag event in Ohio. Okay, here's here's the thing about it. What are you guys accomplishing? You go to these protests. What are you accomplishing? Because you could protest. You could protest the drag queens all you want, but it means absolutely nothing because the parents are the ones who are bringing the children to the drag queen events. So when I sit here talking about the idea that when we work on a political candidates and we make sure that the people of character and substance are in office, we make certain that these are the people who are making the laws and who are protecting our children. But we're sitting there engaging in these battles that do nothing. And I finally realized they do these battles. They go to these protests because of the fact it is what gives them purpose and value, even though it accomplishes absolutely nothing. And a lot of even conservatives are wrapped up in this. Let's stop the homos. Let's stop the gays. Let's stop the drags. What does your family life look like? How have you really helped your family? How have you helped your community? Why not create an environment that the the people who are lost can come to it? Be a city on a hill? A light off in the distance? A light in the darkness? But you're carrying on in the darkness. We got to fight back. They're protesting us. We got to fight it back. If that's where you want to put your energy, so be it. Get lost. And 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 it's sad. It's it's frustrating. It was another one here. It was before I even go into that. Um uh, you know, the Oscars. I don't care about the Oscars, Grammy, whatever was going on, but now they're attacking uh, Angela Bassett because she was angry. And let us briefly sit, sit there quick, quickly. I'm gonna try and do this in 20 seconds. Everybody's gonna get 
angry and frustrated right now because Angela Bassett didn't get her award, but Jane Lee Curtis got it instead. And a lot of black people are going to be angry talking about the perpetual dis- the disrespect to black people. Why are you fighting to basically be recognized in an organization that has consistently re- disrespected you? The fact that Denzel Washington had to be a thug and uh, Holly Berry had to be presented as a whore in order for them to get a Grammy award to get an Oscar. And y'all still fighting for acknowledgement and acceptance in Hollywood. The problem isn't them. The problem is you trying to find significance in an organization that will only treat you when you're at your lowest common denominator. <laughs> yeah, I went there. It's time to stop living in the hurt. Rise out of it and just wake up. But here's the big one before we close up this broadcast. Uh, Stanford, I'm going to move away from that one and move to this last one here. Um, this is a huge one. Oops, not that one. You don't want that one screen. You want not that one either. Oh, I don't have it on here. Uh, Stanford apologizes for after pious dean of equity joined her work student mob in taunting Trump appointed judge who was invited to speak on campus. I share this because of the fact that people are starting to wake up. If you start waking people up and you start hitting them where it hurts, donor dollars speaks louder than people who hollers. And that's how you bring about true healing and change. I'm your host, Watts Premier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio. Brad Stacks and Billy Mojo's up next. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.